millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tracy Hall had been separated from her husband for over a year when she first met a man called Max Tavita via a dating app. He seemed witty, charming, intelligent, attractive, a successful investment advisor with a sensitive side. He'd also been struck by terrible tragedy. He told her that as a six-year-old, he'd been in a plane crash that killed his parents and left him an orphan. And then there was his job in New York. He apparently worked in the World Trade Centre, knew lots of people who died on 9-11, and had actually been walking underneath the Twin Towers when the first plane hit. I reckon we probably had between 10 and 12 dates before anything serious happened. And I remember I got to the point where I was like, am I in the friend zone here? <laughs> like, I I don't know what this is because we get along great and we uh, have a great time together and it seems like he's interested. So there was no kissing or no... Not really, no. No. No, he was really not motivated like that. The relationship did move on. It was cemented in the Christmas of 2016. They'd not spent more than a night together, and now they loaded up his four-wheel drive with gear and headed up the coast to Byron Bay. It was great. Had a ball. Had playlists of all the music we loved, and and it was Christmas Day, so we stopped halfway and had, you know, prawns on the beach, and, and then we had a week up there together, and, yeah, it was on the beach. We went surfing every day. We... Um, so you could surf? Yeah, he was a great surfer. And he was, you know, teaching or helping me to practice as well. So we would we would literally just go to the beach all day. We'd take all our stuff. I'd have a couple of books. I'd go for a run or go for a walk. He'd go surfing. We'd sit and have lunch. I'd get in the water and he'd push me on some waves. And we pretty much spent the whole summer holiday doing that. Not long after they returned, Tracy recorded this playful conversation between them on her phone. Max had made a declaration. She wanted to keep him to his word. Today is the 25th of January 2017 and Max has something to say. I refuse to say anything that may incriminate me at a further or period point in time. But what did you just say? I'm officially... I refuse to answer anything that may incriminate or pertinent. Max just said he's officially off sugar. We'll see how long this lasts. Starting yesterday. Starting yesterday. All right. It was also around this time that Max said he was about to invest in a big deal in the US. He said, I've got, I've got some knowledge of something that's happening in America and it's between two families and something big's going to happen and there's an opportunity to invest and um, my sister and her husband and um, are investing in it and it wasn't until she said to me, why don't you talk to Trace about this? It might be an opportunity for Trace. And um, that he sort of started to think that he would talk to me about it and he said things like, you know, I don't normally mix business with personal relationships. And 
And what did you think about this at this stage, Tracy? I guess I felt that he knew what he was talking about. He certainly seemed extremely knowledgeable on the situation. I'd listened to countless conversations over the months um, between him, his boss, his um, back office team. Uh, he had sent me emails that he apparently had written. Uh, he he was um, apparently responsible for writing a report that went out to all of his investors every week and it was a very, very long report with graphs and tables and um, the state of the market and shares and what people are investing in and where he thinks the opportunities are and he began talking to Tracy about investing her superannuation and her savings. He said, you know, I'd love for you to be financially secure and financially independent. I feel like I could do so much better for you with that money than what those thieves are doing. And It all appeared legit. She signed over more than 300000 for him to invest. She trusted him. Theirs was a relationship built on mutual respect. They opened up to each other about their deepest, darkest secrets. He told her everything. Max was in therapy, dealing with the trauma of his childhood and his demons from 9-11. He would tell me exactly what was spoken about, how it related to me, what the outcomes were, what he was working on personally, what his fears were. You know, like it was a very... Can you relay some of those conversations to us? I think it was about things like you know, letting people get close to you, trust. I think a lot of issues that I guess people go and see therapists for, you know, the the challenge that he had with switching his mind off because his mind was so brilliant, Um, lots of things like that. He said sometimes he just went to his therapist and they'd just play chess and that's all they'd do. Nothing really was off limits. He was very open in that regard and, and therefore I felt like I could be really open We did simple things. The simple things that we loved doing were things like going down the beach and hopping on his paddleboard and paddling from Bronte around to Tamarama together and just sitting out in the ocean and looking up at the houses and talking about stuff or, you know, chasing the dolphins in the water or going for a run on a Sunday or walking down the beach and taking a couple of beers from the fridge and getting some hot chips and just watching the world go by. Like we weren't getting dressed up in designer clothing and going to fancy restaurants. It's just not what we did and it's not what I wanted to do. And it seemed that it wasn't what he really wanted to do either and so that's where we found our our happy place. We felt relaxed doing that and so it felt like we were quite aligned. In July 2017, they flew separately to Byron Bay. Tracy had to give a presentation on the Gold Coast. He helped her prepare. They looked at a house they thought they might buy. They walked along the beach, holding hands, talking about a future together, a future plump with promise. They caught different flights back to Sydney. Tracy said she'd never felt happier. This is when things turned weird, really weird. The best account Tracy gave of this discombobulating experience was recorded on my phone the first time I met her. Um, so we've been in Byron for the weekend. I flew back on the Sunday night. He flew back on the Monday. I spoke to him uh, on the Monday night at about 8 o'clock and he 
goes to bed early or went to bed early so he's like I'm off to bed in the morning I think I woke up and I text him and uh, he didn't respond didn't respond his phone was still off you know I started to get worried googling like his brother-in-law on LinkedIn trying to find a number or an email address or some way to contact I was you know I was checking my phone throughout the night still hadn't heard from him called him went straight to voicemail looking for people that he said he went surfing with it's very unlike him I was really worried so I called Bondi police and I told them you know you need to go and check this out for me I'm really worried they asked me if he had a history of um, mental health no everything's fine we've just been in Byron Bay everything's great Bondi police were off doing that and then I'd gotten a call from a girlfriend of mine Kath and she had said how are you going and I said oh a bit worried about Max I haven't heard from him in 24 hours and she said Trace I've just seen something online and I think it's him and I just immediately thought that he had died and I was like oh my god he, he's dead he's dead he's had a surfing accident he's dead what's happened he's dead he's dead so she sent me a link and it was the footage of him being arrested the day before with his head um blurred out then I called back uh, Bondi police and said look he hasn't died he's been arrested they said yes we know that but well, the name of the person that you gave us that lives at that address is not the person that lives there I said yeah it is because I've been going out with him for the last 15 16 months and they said it's not his name and it's not his date of birth and I said well what is his name and they said well we can't tell you then I managed to get hold of his brother-in-law who I'd met Chris and he had texted me back saying hi Tracy um, please call me um, urgently uh, on this number Chris and in brackets he wrote Hamish's brother-in-law and I stopped and I called him and I said Chris who the f is Hamish and he goes what do you mean who is Hamish and he goes Hamish McLaren or Hamish Watson whatever his last name was and I said, well, who, who is Max? Who's Max Tavita? Like, what's going on? Who the hell is Hamish from the Australian newspaper, presented by Greg Berrup, featuring Tracy Hall, the last victim of serial conman Hamish McLaren, a.k.a. Hamish Watson and Max Tavita. Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If you're finding it helpful to find new stuff to listen to, then please do consider rating or reviewing us with as many stars as you can manage wherever you get your podcasts from and tell your friends and family about us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let us know what you like about the show or how it could be improved. So if you'd like to hear longer clips, more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature... And if four shows is about the right number to highlight each week, that kind of stuff, it would be really helpful to know. Thanks a lot.